0: Hello, and welcome to Stepping into CI. We have an unusual podcast this time. Uh, It's not gonna be as obviously and explicitly education-focused unless you step back and see where we're going with it. But I think that um, it's really important and I'm really excited to talk about it. Uh, It is myself, Rachel Ash, and Miriam Patrick is with me today. Um, And we're gonna start, I think, more obviously education-focused, I guess, Uh, but we're going to segue into something that is just as important and I think um, I'm being really vague, but we'll get more. We'll get less vague. <laughs> it's coming.
1: It's um, coming. But we'll, we'll, actually, we'll segue I mean,
0: into something that that, yeah, that is important so. to understand. I think when we're talking about understanding your students, and understanding their place within your classroom. Well, and it's. I mean, it's all. It all actually, if we think about it, and if I even
1: think about where our third comrade is, Bob. Bob is at the UDL conference in, mm. I want to say Maryland, but now I don't think it's Massachusetts, and I don't know. It's one well of those M states. An M state, right. He's up there, and UDL is universal design learning, um, I think, if I'm remembering it correctly. Like that. But they're all actually different faces of the same kind of essential um, point, which is breaking the dominant culture expected norm, Right. which, generally speaking, putting all of these faces into one is male, white, heterosexual,
0: cisgender. Yeah. I'll even say socioeconomically. Yeah, affluent. Affluent or or at least um, high middle class. Yeah, I was going to say suburban, suburban,
1: high middle class. Um, So it's, I mean, all of these things kind of come around that same point. And before we get into it, I want to say this. Welcome to the podcast. So happy you're here. We are two white women talking about this. Yes. And we are not speaking to our students of color or colleagues of color. We're speaking to our... Although you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. We're happy you're here. But the messages that we're giving, I mean, you all already know this. You live this world every day. What we're talking about is talking to specifically is we're hoping to spread a message to our white colleagues. We need to do better.
0: That could be the title of our podcast is, today. This is learning for ourselves and learning for everybody else who are like us.
1: Well, yeah, and actually that's really where this all comes from, is from, a des- from our desire to do better, to do better yeah. by our students, to do better by our colleagues, um, to do better as, um, as humans.
0: And as white so, allies. I mean, our goal always is to use our white privilege to make the world better for people who don't have it. Um, so. and that's i mean and that's actually kind of i think what, a lot
1: of what this podcast is going to talk about is not only acknowledging our privilege but thinking about how i mean from our from our position how our privilege can
0: be used yeah. To break down the barriers that our white privilege also causes, yeah. as white teachers, yeah, we have not only white privilege that we're working with, but we also have a position of power and authority. Absolutely, that um, we have to take into consideration.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so there's a lot. There's a lot um, sort of in what we're going to be talking about today. Absolutely. I think. So um, this podcast was actually due a week and a half ago. Well,
1: two weeks by the time you hear this. But. I was going to say, there's two reasons why it wasn't released that week. And the first was because we were actually spending our recording time at a talk. Yay. And that's what this podcast is about. And the second reason is that last week was spring break. So yeah. there's that. But um, we're actually here. We're going to start with uh, Christopher Emden, who wrote the book. And I have it right here. And I want to make sure I get it right. For white folks to teach in the hood and the rest of y'all, too. It's, a, it's on Amazon. It's, I'm sure it's other places. But I yeah. got mine from Amazon. And
0: he was giving a lecture. He was part of the Mary Frances Early Lecture, which oh, is right. given at the Georgia Center for Continuing Education. At UGA, University yep. of Georgia at Athens. Right, um, and so we <laughs> went on Tuesday and, to this mm-hmm. uh, in March 26th. So that's oh, where I we were doing our. Was it really? Was it March? <laughs> yes, technically it was we... March. We're, we're in April, but we're barely in April. Yeah. So um, we were at this talk, and that was why we didn't record because we were we at were this talk. talk. Um, and it was honestly an exhausting week because there was a lot of testing going on, and it was right before spring break, so there was
1: and i don't know
0: i kind of hope that dr Emden is listening to this
1: and if he is i was the girl who was shaking profusely when she asked you to sign your book her book your oh. book and, um, and and i sound really calm now but that's because i haven't had lunch yet
0: so well and he um also recorded something <laughs> he for your cogent he recorded
1: for my cogen, and they thought that was so cool um we watched it in fact So I told my coaching group that we were going to his talk, and I sent them pictures, and they, the next day in class, they came up to me and they said, I know that we're supposed to meet on Friday, and that we said we were going to postpone to the next week because of spring break, but can we please meet on Thursday and talk about the talk you went to. So we ended up holding an impromptu meeting a day early because they were so excited. And
0: for those who don't know, a cogent is a select group of students whose job it is to kind of help you talk about the best ways to move a class forward in terms of organization, discipline, um, I, I don't know. The best it's, ways to explain it I don't want chapter to go over. Four. Yeah. I don't want to go over the whole thing because that will take over our Oh yeah, absolutely. Time. Yeah. I would but say basically
1: I was say I would say like a quick definition of a cogen a co-gen group is short for cogeniterate oi. generative dialogue. And yeah. what it is is it's students who are your advisors yeah so these students meet with an me advisory group. yeah and they advise me on how to like you were saying how to move forward in class how to handle any issues that arise in class and how to break down the issues that i have as a person speaking from a variety of different privileges right so um and they're carefully
0: selected to be a wide Reaching type of groups. So Absolutely. Different types of students. And time.
1: yeah, and every three, every three weeks or so, we transition somebody out and somebody in. So so to speak about how this is used in the classroom real quick, those of you who use um, classroom jobs, um, for those in the foreign language community, particularly Bryce Headstrom's list, I know he's got a nice, like... like a, Long list. Thank you, long list, exhaustive list. There we go. That's a um, good word. Uh, you, The cogent group has allowed me to institute some jobs that really benefit the class and are not just benefiting me yeah. so okay let's get down to it though because we're actually already apparently yeah. we're seven minutes in Yeah. Um, so, we, so we, we saw his talk on Tuesday yes. and I want I, if you don't mind I want to start with this thing I wrote down first Okay. forward motion movement forward requires a revolutionary spirit mm-hmm. which I think is essentially what his whole talk was about
0: yeah he was um, he, he talked really fast yes he did like trying to keep up with him was almost impossible. I'm so glad that I had already made the decision to not have my phone out because normally I live tweet things like mm-hmm. this. Um, and I didn't, but I didn't want it to look like I was not paying attention. Mm. So instead, I, w- I had chosen to write and was going to tweet later. And I definitely write faster than I text but on yeah. a phone. <laughs> and, um, and I barely could keep up with writing. You know, he I mean he did talk really fast, but
1: I think and this is actually chapter three in the so book. The, what, but he talks about he talks about and he actually asked if it was okay at the beginning. I was kind of anticipating it and yeah. then he asked about it. he said he wanted to take us to church. Yep. And and that and that's a big piece of this because it's a whole style of speaking, a whole style of delivering information and it is fast paced and it, it requires audience participation. Um, which for some people comes more naturally than others. I mean, I am very much one of those people who kind of sits there and wants to be seen as what we, well, I mean, and this is part of it, what we consider the quote-unquote good student. Sitting, good posture, making eye contact, not talking, not moving, not not any of that. And when we talk about things like hip-hop education or breaking down white privilege, We have to reevaluate what that looks like right you know what a quote unquote good student looks like and it i mean i don't know probably i don't know about you but it took me it was it was easier for bob (laughs) but bob also comes from a different i think uh he has different experiences than even i do and i'm his daughter so um but uh i don't know maybe half or three quarters of
0: the way through the talk before i was comfortable responding vocally while he was talking? Oh, I never responded vocally. I've always been a nodder and I. You oh, yeah, a nodder. And, <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, so I, 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 I eventually and... started applauding
1: and occasionally giving a, a yes. Right. I mean, I could no, never get could to never the, the, the amen or the preach. I never got there. No.
0: But that's well, Meredith, I think to my experiences. Did that, like, the moment. Mer- we oh,
1: yeah. Meredith was in on She's a colleague of ours. And eventually, there was at one point where he said something and one person said very loudly, Preach! That was Bob. <laughs> I didn't realize it until afterwards, but that was Bob. That's but yeah, amazing. so that's what he's talking about: is changing, yeah. moving forward yeah. requires a revolutionary spirit. That spoke to me because because there's this whole thing, yes. particularly when it comes to movements like Black Lives Matter. Yeah. If you could just do it this way, oh! If you could just be like this. Well,
0: how many people like responded to Black Lives Matter with, "Well, don't all lives matter?" Well, right, but yeah, it, it no, and it's and, it, and it's all of that, and I'm just it's thinking. Like, the, when
1: if we okay if we take the word literally the revolution the american experience revolutionary revolutionary war right if we take that quite literally there was nothing calm there was nothing oh, no. nonviolent about that i mean to 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 use a pretty graphic image here we're talking about tarring and feathering people okay like i mean there was nothing peaceful well, I mean, about the revolution throwing all of the, the american tea. revolution
0: into Boston Harbor was a financial attack. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. That was
0: not a minor, that's looting and pillaging. If we physically. think about the French Revolution, we're talking guillotines and beheadings. Oh, no, no, that one's not a good example anyway. The American <laughs> revolutionaries didn't approve of that one. Well, I know, but but <laughs> my point
1: is, the kind of spirit that is a revolutionary no. spirit is not quiet, it's not demure,
0: it is not. Right. It it requires a breaking well, down. Even of Martin what, Luther King. Mm-hmm. He still, requ- when they were when they were doing that, their their civil disruptions there. They still disrupted. Um, yeah, they did. Sit-ins required disruption. Yes, and they were dangerous. Yes, they were for the people involved. Right. You know, sitting somewhere while people came in and screamed at you and possibly even took swings at you. Mm-hmm. Like people talk about those and think of them i think as quiet and civil and they're not right like right. those are terrifying if you think about the people involved in those and those were not quiet because it took literally going against the law yep because theoretically those shopkeepers had the had the legal right to say no to these people yep, yep. so they were they were illegal yep and so those were not quiet. Those were not following no. the rules. And so while yes, those were peaceful they weren't. They weren't they were still revolutionary. They were still revolutionary. They were because still they disrupted the norm. Disruptive right. Yeah. Exactly. So
1: I wanna so. I'm gonna jump ahead very briefly to
0: this one specific thing in That's the article I, I that want, we're talking about. I do about. wanna do I actually got a quote from him on that, which was the the he said, "The narrative of graceful revolutionary. We have to disrupt that. Yes, there is no such thing. Thank you. You must be loud and forceful to gain change. We yes, have, otherwise we are silencing the ones that come next. I love that. And yeah, no, 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 I have that. I have the exact same thing that he said a little
1: later. We have to give voice to reality." In order to celebrate individual the individuals,
0: right? I think yeah. probably if we put our, all of our stuff together, we, we would can almost redo a speech. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I want to. Uh, there's this thing,
1: and it's exactly on this topic, which is why I want to jump ahead to it okay. just very quickly. No, that's okay. I'm looking at the article, um, unclutching my mother's pearls, a okay, ratchetness and the residue of respectability. So I'm gonna um, send all these out on our Twitter at um, PBP Malo Granatum. Uh-huh. Um, so that the links will be all sent out on our on our Twitter, and of course
0: they'll be linked on our website as well. Yeah. Stepping into ci.com. We'll talk about the whole ratchetness thing in a second. Yeah, that's what we're son, getting. <laughs> I tried to bring this up to my 15 year old child, thinking, oh, he'll be able to flow with this, and he freaked out negatively. Well, and there's, I mean, there's well, a we're whole we're going to talk about that. Oh yeah. There's like this no. whole evolution. So if you heard ratchet and you were like, oh no, just you just calm hold on that. to that. Let go of your pearls. Yeah, there i like that i like that yes. image. okay
1: so i'm looking it's page i guess technically page five at least that's yeah page five um and it's got a picture of kanye west and kim kardashian on it um but she says the author says um and i'm just reading part of a sentence i'm not reading the whole thing respectability as a political project has failed black women and continues to disallow the access that we have been taught to think it will give. i have that under hashtag too. ask susan rice so yes. we can discuss that later, that particular thing. But the thing I want to point out is that if you are listening to this and thinking, well, if they would just, if, and whatever the they is.
0: Yeah, and that, it doesn't have to be just black women. It can but be whatever like, that they
1: is, is for yeah. you, if they would just, I would like to invite you to listen to the serial podcast season three, because it addresses this whole thing in Cleveland, Ohio, where Tamia Rice was tragically murdered. And Susan Rice is his mother, and she went about she went about things this very quote unquote, and this is what this whole thing is about the the quote unquote respectable way, and she's still been denied, repeatedly, and this is what she's talking about, the access that we black women, particularly for this article, have been taught to think it will give. Right, and this goes back to that whole good student idea. Right, if you just sit up, if you just do your homework, if you just make eye contact with the teacher, if you just are quiet and raise your hand and do it, do it this way, then you will X Y Z. And Chris Fremden brought this up too. Where oh man, I wrote that down. This is okay. Here it is. I want to read this. The strong ones, he said that education is like cloning. Uh Which is what this respectability thing comes down to. We clone this idea of what we want good students to be or good people to be. The strong ones reject cloning, and they're kicked out or, quote, unquote, failed. And I say, quote, unquote, because failing should mean something else than that. Right. Right? Society celebrates the weak ones by saying, see, so-and-so did it. You can do it, too.
0: And I take umbrage with the word weak, but we can deal with that as a separate concept. Yeah, it, um, because the, the challenge of someone's blackness because they are one way or not another is not really a fair thing. Which is brought up in another article. Yeah. It's brought up in another but, one of the articles. Um, but going along with that same quote, no young person is going to blindly accept the loss of their culture yes. and authentic experiences and accept a foreign system and culture the few who can accept and make it through are held up as proof of success so those are the ones that we are like these yes look obviously look at this kid obviously this works how about this one when you police the body
1: when you feel the spirit you cannot receive
0: well and that actually goes back to the idea of policing was really good in um exhuming the ratchet before it's buried Another article. another article <laughs> Um, and I thought it was really good because she talked about the idea, and really, maybe we should get into this idea because what he really the word t- t- ratchet, the idea of ratchet, yeah, ratchet Ratchedemic. <laughs> <laughs> Ratchedemic. Okay, let's
1: let's break that apart though. Let's start. I think, and this this is I think it's the same article, exhuming yeah. the ratchet before it's buried, where the word yeah, the phrase false binaries come into Yeah, it. that academic and ratchet are binaries. They're like opposites. Where yeah. you can only be one or the other, you can't or be yeah, both.
0: successful or ratchet. Right. So. so basically in his talk, um, Emden brought up the idea of ratchet being embraced instead of expelled as like a negative thing. Mm-hmm. So within academia there's this movement it's very new. I didn't realise how new until I was reading through these it's crazy new like this year. ratchet as a positive thing yeah okay okay uh, within the the scholarships. yeah the yeah, scholarship, yeah no it is it's like, brand new like this year
1: well and that um in that so i think i think before we talk about the newest thing we need to do a little bit of history here um at least in my understanding of it so i mean we can ratchet comes out of a concept of ghetto right which
0: which means multiple different things. Well, I mean, originally it just meant like going hard, getting excited, well, getting crunk. Originally, 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 we're talking about oh, that's well, and, that's, and that's
1: what it comes out of, and that's also where Ratchet comes out of, right? So ghetto. Saying. I mean, and I'm I, I hope that this is not news to anybody, but <laughs> if it is, so I mean, World War II, ghettos. We're talking about essentially holding places for Jews before they're taken to concentration camps and taken to death camps, um, and then it becomes an American culture a place where African-Americans live. There's the bell. Hello. Hi guys. Bell time. Um, a place where African-Americans and blacks live, a place that is not ideal, a place that is not pretty, a place that is where the poor are, right? Not deserving, slower Slow. class, right? And, and, but it becomes in America, it's mm-hmm. also part of this attached to a skin color race thing. Yeah, it does. And, 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 and I mean, it's the same thing we talk about World War II, but in America, we're attaching it to this this thing. And then ghetto evolves into kind of the same thing that Ratchet evolves into. You know, oh something that's ghetto fabulous. Right. It becomes right? cultural. It becomes cultural. It's becomes embraced and becomes owned. Absolutely. And ratchet starts the same way. It, well, but almost but, but but if you're a woman, if you're a black woman, it has the opposite evolution. Right. So ratchet at first, you know, oh that's that's so ratchet, becomes ratchet like ratchet. That's Ratchet, yeah. which is where you were, go ahead.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so so what they've done is they are sort of taking and owning it now, um, and sort of, I guess, what Emden was doing, and this is what like intrigued us and made us decide to start researching and learning more, um, is he was talking about this movement within academia uh, instead of saying, oh, no, that's not me. I'm learned, this is, <sighs> That's other. I love that word and I hate that word. Learned. learned. Well that's why I will use it. <laughs> but I'm learned. I am not that, right? Right. That is that is not my culture. Educated. I am educated. Mm-hmm. Um and and being respectable, right? And then and then there's there's ratchet culture. There's this this other sort of negative image of blackness that, that they would sort of separate themselves from. You know, I am the educated black successful person, and then there's this negative image of blackness that they would not be part of, um, which sort of was the, the ratchet could describe. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it always was used to describe, but it could describe. And sort of the, instead, there's been kind of this embrace of... Why can't I be both? Mm-hmm. Why, just because I'm educated and I know what I'm talking about, why can't I be both like an intelligent, worthwhile being who is also really comfortable and good with my black culture? Yeah. There, I want to read this quote. So it's on the first page of that, Exhuming the Ratchet Before It's Buried. Yeah.
1: So for Hurricane Chris, who is this rapper, which... He's the one who popularized the term ratchet. Um, Ratchet meant getting excited, partying, going hard. More recently though, ratchet has become a derogatory term leveled mostly at women, but especially black women. Mm -hmm. And then a little further on, unintelligent, loud, classless, tacky, um, and other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we should go ahead and give a disclaimer about these articles. These articles sometimes use language that some might find sensitive. Um, or, how about this, that they might find ratchet.
0: (laughs) There's some cursing. There is no binary. And there is some, yeah. uh, So it's going to be... If you read these articles, if you,
1: I'll I'll just say it bluntly, if you're white and you read these articles and you find yourself clutching your metaphorical pearls, then they've done what they needed to do, Mm -hmm. unclench your pearls, and listen to this podcast again.
0: (laughs) But, But seriously, um, you know, that when he's talking about it, he talks about the idea of there's been this new concept, a construct of ratchetness. Um, why do you have to choose between ratchet and academic? And so he started flaunting this world, Um So... That made us go, well, what is this? So when we got a chance to meet him quickly, I just asked him for a name, and he gave me Brittany Cooper. So two of our articles are from Brittany Cooper. Yeah. Um, one of them is Disrespectability Politics on Jay-Z's – okay, you know, I'm just going to say the article. title. I going to say. Sorry, there's a language <laughs> warning. On Jay-Z's Bitch, Beyonce's Fly Ass and Black Girl Blue – um i realized when i was going to say the title i was going to say before we started you said you weren't going to i know i'm sorry Uh, but that's the title and then um the next one is um, and that one actually doesn't have the word ratchet because that was before they she had figured out what she wanted to do to to deal with this disrespectability versus respectability politics. Oh, that one that you just listed. Yeah. Okay. I was I was um, looking for another yeah. one. And then the <laughs> next the next one, Unclutching My Mother's Pearls or Ratchetness and the Residue of Respectability. So this is I know the bell's happening, sorry. But the this is where I think she's this is actually her second article on Ratchetness, but I feel like she's clarified it more by this one. Um she has she really kind of lays out what she means by ratchetness at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the third article that we're going to talk about is uh, by a- Heidi R. Lewis. Yeah, and she is a assistant professor on Feminist and Gender Studies. And um, hers is called Exhuming the Ratchet Before It's Buried. Yeah. And um, these honestly were, I thought, great. Yeah, I really particularly the the second two articles on clutching my
1: mother's pearls and exhuming the ratchet. They actually both reference this show which I'm now intrigued to go look at. But <laughs> um, this the show what all my baby's mamas. Yeah. with starring a rapper Shoddy Lowe, which you might know of Laffy Taffy fame. Shake that Laffy Taffy. I believe is the song. The way song. you say that is that so funny right now.
0: I know. Should well, I, and I well the thing is I'm singing it in my shake head. Shake that Laffy Taffy. I know and you I say that so <laughs> I know you wouldn't say that like that if we weren't in this very very particular context.
1: I wouldn't. And I'm I'm wanting to clarify the pronunciation of it just because we're doing a podcast. That's the <laughs> only reason I'm doing it. Because I've been singing it in my head for the last three hours. That's what's
0: so funny. It's that, like, we actually talk differently in different contexts ourselves. Code switching. Yeah, it's code switching. Mm-hmm. We code switch ourselves. Yep. And so...
1: <laughs> it's, okay, so I'm... so. If anyone says code switching, you mean like when you switch from one language to another because that's another kind of code switching? Yeah, I'm talking about changing the way you speak the same language. Yeah, like And so this is, this is my experience. And I, I, I don't want to speak for my father, but I think this is kind of his experience, too, a little bit with it. But we have, so my father's father, my grandfather, speaks a very localized way. He doesn't open his mouth probably more than an inch. And he speaks in a southern accent, an Alabama accent, with some very localized slang. So he kind of sounds like this when he's talking. About and he doesn't move his mouth very much. It probably doesn't help that he actually has um, a false tooth that's like, kind of like a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Um, an ins- it's not an insert, what are they called? OK. But <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like braces, but removable. Yeah. Retainer. There Retainer. we go. Um, but he's, So he speaks a very unique way. Wes who's from Georgia Marietta Georgia and English is his second language cannot understand my grandfather to save his life and so multiple times you know we have to I sit and I translate I code switch so that I can communicate with my family but also communicate with my partner and so that's my experience right and I do this all the time in the classroom when I say things and the kids go what what is that what did you just say I'm like oh it's a It's a Southernism, apparently. (laughs) But it's a very real thing. When we talk about students, particularly students of color, black students, Mm -hmm. they code switch between how Uh they talk to each other or how they talk in their families and their church groups and how they talk to us, if particularly we're white teachers.
0: Mm -hmm. And so, in this current academic setting, which this is basically an academic setting, we're definitely talking. In a different way than we would talk if it was like just the two of us talking for one Absolutely. thing. Absolutely, yeah. You know, if we were talking to students. Yep. Different. Um, I mean, honestly, I paused over a title that I would have said in two seconds. You did. You uh, did if it was just because the two of, of us. the word. Yeah.
1: That one so, word.
0: Maybe two words,
1: but two words. Well, but I did the exact same thing when I was reading the quote. I stopped just shy of a word. Yeah, I know because of of where we are and what we're doing. Right.
0: So I mean, it, it we do it too, and, um, but, and, if, and but we're in a we privileged it, situation. I was going to say
1: when we do it, it's not called necessarily code switching. It's just being respectful. Right. But if somebody else doesn't do it or does it Then they're either being, and who, and I don't remember which author did this, maybe they both did it, but they talked about, you know, um, uh, Heidi Lewis, right? She's talking about, you know, um, that oh, this thing, the kinds of binaries regarding ratchet presented by uh, Michaela Angela Davis are, she would argue as harmful as, if not more injurious than the ratchet black women on reality TV, Which mm-hmm. which the way that I read that is the policing of women's of black women's bodies. There it is. She says it in the next line. This whole idea of well, you have to act this way. Yeah. They are so you know, particularly black women, African American women are subjected to a much harsher standard. Oh, definitely. Than we are of of acting. You if you act a certain if you act like the quote unquote good child, you're being too white. Oh yeah. You're denying your culture. But if you act as different, if you act the other way, well, you're
0: not being academic. No, you you can't win. No, exactly, you can't win. I mean, and and we've seen this in our own schools. We've watched how people react to our kids. hmm. hmm. I mean, we are actually in a unique situation to watch that dynamic play out. Absolutely.
1: Well, and I think, and I, this speaks to I think the multiple faces. I think as foreign language teachers, particularly if you teach something like Spanish in the in in the United States, we do it with students who are learning English or students who cannot speak what we might consider to be, as I sit here and over-enunciate my words, acceptable <laughs> English. I saw a post somewhere about the word ax, and I've seen it multiple times. Oh gosh, I want to. seen this stuff. Am, is, am I really racist, or am I really privileged, or am I really using my power in a negative way if I correct the
0: word ax? Yes, yes you well, are. If, let me ask you this, when you, when you have to ask that question. yeah. Not you personally. I know, no, I know. Just a person. A hypothetical. Are you interrupting your child who's actually trying to ask you something and not letting them get their message across? I was going to say, do you understand them? Because if you understand them, then what's the problem? Yeah. Because if you're wasting your time and your child's time correcting them Mm -hmm. rather than finding out what the communication is that they're trying to get through to you. If they have, and they're in a system. Mm Mm-hmm. The MDOM describes as petting violence on them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's constantly trying to clone them into being just like it. Yeah. But they're in the system. I have to constantly, and no matter, let me say, almost universally, 90% of my students are scared a little bit of going to their teachers and asking them oh, for yeah. help. For changes, for whatever. Okay. Oh so Say a little bit. Okay. At least a little bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. M- I've managed to raise my son to be mostly not, but most of the kids. But he's a teacher's son, right? And he's and he's also he's also white. I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But let's say ninety percent of the kids. Uh, yeah, no, so I think so for sure. So that includes even the white kids. I believe. Right. Yeah. You no, know, I agree. All the kids. I agree. But um, and this kid has gotten brave enough. To come approach you and ask you about something mm-hmm. and you're shutting them down about their grammar oh, before goodness. they even get the question out right how about can versus may you want to talk about
1: something oh, that my shuts gosh. people down
0: <laughs> I hate that so much so like and I'm sorry if you love it but you know what's more important that your kid is trying to connect with you and communicate with you mm-hmm or whether they use the correct grammar.
1: Well, and and I would even go so far as to say, because I know I'm certain that there is at least one person listening, or maybe they've already turned the podcast off (laughs) at this point, but one person listening who goes, but there is a time and a place, and academics are not the time and the place. And I would say, okay, yeah, let's, let's, let's look at that for a second. If I'm writing a dissertation, a thesis, a formal paper, sure, and I actually got criticized, by the way, for using, and I, this has happened to me multiple times. I had a, a British teacher when I was young and I had multiple ones and I use a very formal British writing standard sometimes and I got an, I've gotten Fs before because of that because we're in America. So yeah, you know, I mean, we, we can talk about that all day long but sure, yeah, okay, fine. If we accept that paper, formal papers are a time and a place to use formal, formal um, English grammar, And I'm gonna use the word formal there, formal English grammar, fine. But a verbal conversation is not the place then. We can have both. We can have a conversation where we talk this way, and then we can have another conversation where we, you know, elocute our words in such a way that provides specific uh, terminology and vocabulary that is appropriate for that particular conversation.
0: Right. And, and so I said the same the thing. thing twice there, by the way. <laughs> that was but, the same sentence. But that's the that's the thing though. It doesn't <clears throat> it's a priority thing. Yeah. And what so is, you know, know, and this
1: came up in our presentation on social justice in the Latin classroom. Mm-hmm. What is your priority? Is your priority to keep the English language in a in a glass container and make sure nobody touches it, but they Pay proper respect, or is your class to work with real human beings, and, and, and learn and help them learn? Like, right, I mean, exactly, what is your purpose?
0: So, so the idea here with ratchet is is the is that instead of saying there's there's two types of black women in this ratchet case, there's, there's this, there's ratchet and they're successful, there's ratchet and there's academic. Why can't they be both? Why yeah, exactly. Why yeah. can't why can't a woman be successful, have businesses and or an academic career and also really like getting crunk in the club. Hmm. Which sounds so funny when I'm saying it right now, and I'm sorry. I was going to say, because you also over enunciated this. I know, because tiny we're in this weird <laughs> setting. It's so false and weird.
1: Are any of us winning in a scenario where respectable and ratchet are the only two options?
0: And the answer is no. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that. I mean, are we binary? Like, no, of course we're not. What? Nobody is binary. <laughs> Nobody is only two. one of two options. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about this?
1: Um, (laughs) So she gives all these examples of these women that are both, right? So, um, and, and all of these things. I'm talking about the Heidi R. Lewis article, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because you quoted. Why don't why the I did well? There. Yeah, and that's the thing. And these articles really overlap, and I really like oh, it. Yeah. So she gives all these examples: women from Basketball Wives, women from Real Housewives of Atlanta, right. mm-hmm. and then this new show, All My Babies Mamas. Right? How right. are these women going to be portrayed? We know from these shows that these women are not binary; that they are both ratchet and successful, both ratchet right. and business women. Right? Why don't they get a pass from this other woman? She quotes for their ratchet behavior. They are. They actually are successful by their own standards, so am I this this um, Heidi R yeah Lewis um, would the privilege that my PhD oh. affords me oh my goodness would the privilege that my <laughs> PhD affords me grant me a pass my privileged place of employment my heterosexual privilege right there is no binary right everything exactly. is on a on a sliding scale on a, a a brain map on a web whatever you want to call it but there's no there's it's a false, everything false binaries.
0: Well, and it goes back to, and part of what she's writing about is in response to this woman, the, oh, what was her name? Michaela Davis. Yes, Michaela this, Davis. This, um, uh, bury the ratchet campaign. Yeah, 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 yeah. and, um, and so she's talking about, you know, these women, they're just women. Yeah. You know, and I thought that w- was really interesting that she, she, talks about watching what was it it was the basketball wives yeah
1: well it's basketball wives and real housewives yeah, one, of atlanta yeah but one
0: in one particular one it reminded me of of this episode of community and oh, so oh yeah, yeah yeah because she's talking about this fight that that brooke and jackie had i never mm-hmm. i've never watched the show uh yeah i don't watch any of the reality tv real housewives from any of them or any of that type of thing. But um, they were having a fight, and she said- It was like a fight about breaking about, up a fight about-, about Yeah, it was a fight about breaking happened. up a fight that hadn't happened. And so she that's why she was disgusted by it. And it wasn't because they were representative of black women, because she said, Brooke and Jackie are not representative of all black women. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, of course not. They're just two women. yeah, uh, But it reminded me of Troy and Community, yeah. because he, the actual quote is, I am not an ambassador. I'm a gladiator, <laughs> but <laughs> but that was that deep, wonderful deep moment. And Community, by the way, if you've never watched it, is it's full hilarious. of like it's hilarious and full of surprising, wonderful deep moments. Oh yeah, absolutely. And um, but it was a wonderful deep moment where where um, Sherry. Oh my god! like I know who you're talking about great show for black people, and he just turns her and he goes, "I'm not an ambassador. <laughs> I'm a gladiator," and he goes out and shoots, but. Well, and it's, this, it, I think this speaks back to, I,
1: and I don't know, you're talking, and this all bridges for me. So I want to bridge this, and then I want to ask us a, a question, because yeah. we are over a 30-minute time. All So often. I've got three <laughs> things. I've got this thing, I've got the question, and then I have our closing, okay? Yeah. So it brings me back to what we often see in the classroom with students. And, and, and yes, this is... Yes, we need to go
0: back to the classroom.
1: Well, well okay, Thank so you. I'm thinking of two particular experiences. A white student says, if if I don't get an A on this, I'm done. Or you know, if I don't da da da, I'm done. What? Do, how is? The, what is the typical teacher response? Hold on, whoa, 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 calm down. Let's let's work through this together, right? Right. Uh, a, 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 usually, often, an African American black student, usually male, says something like, Well, if they duh I, if they do X, I'm gonna I'm gonna show them in the cafeteria. We're gonna have it out. We're gonna do this. We're gonna da da da. And the response is to what? Write them up for oh, posturing yeah. to fight and, and send them out. Right? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it, so it, it brings us back to that. you know, And, and sure, and, we, and you can argue semantics all day long, but these two students are essentially saying the same thing. If X happens, X is going to happen, or Y is going to happen, right? That brings me back to what Emden goes. Which is
0: interesting because I'm always like, no, 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 no don't do that and I talk we don't want to do that and I know that you do the same thing you said okay you know what it sounds like we need to talk right and we both try to talk our kids through these moments no exactly exactly but it also it goes
1: but that's a difference the difference between but here's okay wait wait wait. think and then speak makes sense okay (laughs) if the student is student is white even if they flat out threaten to punch somebody the tendency is to work it out with them Right. If the student is black, person of color, whatever, the tendency is to punish. Right? And I want to go back to what, and we mentioned this at the beginning, I want to go back to it. We have to give voice to the reality in order to celebrate the individual. Right? Yeah. We can't reject, we can't kick them out and fail them
0: for rejecting the cloning. Right. Well, and I think that that goes back to this too. Within the culture, this, the, the the ratchetness is right what was it described as loud classless tacky yes but all of those things that why can't we instead the the embracing of ratchetness is a celebration of these aspects of of the culture yeah so instead of going oh my gosh shut up sit down be quiet find a way to join in, participate, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, instead, when something like that flares up, and I think you and I are, I wouldn't say we're great at this, Like we're just not like perfect. But I'm sorry, I was I think, gonna say, I'm sorry,
1: we're not perfect. Like, but,
0: but, I think that you and I have all, both always worked towards get, always being better and better and better at this. When this stuff happens, we try to find out what's going on. If something's loud, we don't ever assume it's bad, right? You know, we we and if it is a positive thing, then we join in as much as possible. So, and if it's a negative thing, we go, okay, what's going on? Instead of a, you're out. Right. Yeah. This you know. This so, assumption that loudness equals bad,
1: not just bad, but aggressive,
0: angry, yeah. violent. So I think you know. I think that's, I guess, the takeaway is, you are already answering
1: my question, which is what's your takeaway, go ahead.
0: <laughs> my takeaway is to continue kind of what we've talked about many mm-hmm. times before, which is just because it's different than what you were,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what you were raised as being, this is how school should be, mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's bad and you've just gotta go, okay, it's dead, take in, find out. Yep. Yeah. So uh, just, I guess, to kind of bring this around,
1: would to take that, what your takeaway is, and then kind of bring it around to what I'm gonna call stepping into CI action item <laughs> um, <laughs> is, and we're gonna, I'm gonna tie a hashtag to it as well. I'm, do, I'm gonna do it all, I'm gonna hit it all in one go. Um, you know, we're particularly speaking, I wanna reiterate to our white colleagues, we need to do better, we need to do better. And the first, the first place is recognizing that our norm our comfort zone is ours is ours exactly and the reality of what other people have to face is not our reality right so here's i mean and and i would really encourage that if if i'm doing this wrong if i'm getting this wrong please tell me let me just put that out there as a white teacher it is not my place to correct define or police culture Mm -hmm. as a white teacher in power, it is my place to rattle my own norms and create a safe space as best I can in my classroom. Yep. I guess that would be my takeaway. I agree. Yeah. So, you know, and I think this is going to be a whole, this could be a whole other episode. I am trying to, I've implemented the cogen I've implemented a variety of other things. Um, the, the newest thing, which straight from the Emden talk and my, my cogent jumped on it, a positive affirmation every day mm-hmm. and we decided that instead of doing weekly passwords in the target language we're going to do weekly positive affirmations fun so we'll see how that goes right um but i want to so this is what this this is the action item i want to challenge us all to do hashtag rattle your norms that's a direct quote from emden's talk by the way <laughs> i did there's a big arrow and exclamation point Ra- <laughs> hashtag rattle your norms hashtag hip-hop ed and that's emden's hashtag, one of these right. hashtags, okay? Tweet us, rattle your norms, and tell us how you're doing it. Because this needs to be in, in, like he said here, this is no longer on the DL, the down low, in your face. This is really revolutionary. Okay. Right. Well, yeah. Because if you're prior 1990, you don't just, know what DL I loved, means. i <laughs> And DL isn't used anymore. It's something completely different now. Okay. Now, now they emphasize OD. They emphasize the opposite instead okay. of you know, right, chill, right. chill, chill. You're being so OD. When, right, right, I, right. when I was young it was, it was on, the on, yeah, on, the on the DL on the DL what's the 411 <laughs> <laughs> but look it's no longer on the DL it is now in your face and that's where it needs to be yeah, it that's... is It is our job to be uncomfortable okay? yeah that's true so take a step start a conversation and tweet it out hashtag rattle your norms hashtag hip hop ed and thank you all for listening to this episode of Stepping into CI
0: thank you bye <laughs>
1: You've reached the end of another episode of the Stepping into CI podcast. If you liked this episode, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're on Apple, please consider giving us a rating of five. All episodes are brought to you by the team of Pomegranate Beginnings Publishing, Rachel Ash, Miriam Patrick, and Robert Patrick. Connect with us at SteppingIntoCI.com. Follow us on Twitter at PBPMaloGranatum, and join us on Facebook at Pomegranate Beginnings Publishing. All of our audio is edited and published by Miriam Patrick at anchor.fm, which works to democratize radio and remove all barriers to podcasting. Our intro and exit music is Egyptian Ella performed by the wonderful underscore orchestra. See you next time and have fun stepping into CI.